You are listening to T-Mac and Cookie Monster on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Engaging an exciting conversation on life, God, and pop culture. Every week on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Keep it locked on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Coming up next. Engaging an exciting conversation on life, God, and pop culture. Get ready. Now. Right, so the angels. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a stretch here, I guess. God is master of all creation. Yeah. Where did demons come from? Okay. So demons are really of the, are fallen angels. That's the basic, I think, definition. Very simple. There were angels that fell away. And then they just decided that, yeah, yeah, we're, we're just going to do this. It was a faction. So the idea goes, if you read certain passages of scripture, particularly Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28, it seems that you have uh, Satan, who was a cherub, Mm-hmm. Again, some people want to dispute that, but I think there's enough evidence to say it's not a human being. Okay. Because it usually comes in with, talk about the king of Tyre, and then the prince of Tyre, and then it starts, it starts off with the person, and then it seems to get into, the language seems to go beyond. It talks about you're in the Garden of Eden, mm. you're working on the coals of fire, you know, you had, you had all these, uh, you know, crystals on you, these Jewels, minerals are all over you, and you're a cherub, and all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Who so, is speaking? So this is uh, Isaiah. This is okay. God speaking through Ezekiel. Sorry, it's, it's Ezekiel. So God is, is 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 basically giving the background. You were like this, and you're like until iniquity was found in you. You were mm-hmm. beautiful. These things were created on the day that you were made. You had so much power and all this, and then iniquity was found in you one day, and then you corrupted your beauty and you corrupted your wisdom through what you did and then Isaiah 14 talks about how he's how he thought in his heart the son of the dawn this is where we get Lucifer mm. KJV is the only one that uses Lucifer mm. uh, and Lucifer said to himself I will ascend to the highest I will basically you know dethrone God yeah so the starting point is basically from the scriptures we have can have an agreement that it began with Satan as a being it Thing just kind of everyone just woke up one morning and thought, okay, we can all be, but he had this thing in him, and then he managed to sway and convince other angels to be party to Jesus his rebellion. faction and yeah. his plan mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some, so some say they look at uh, Re- Revelation twelve verses, and then uh, the dragon swept a third of the stars out of the sky with his mm-hmm. tail, mm-hmm. and some then use that to say that it, you know because stars even if you read in Revelation stars are talking about angels okay so or can be symbolic of angels so they're saying that he swept the third out of heaven which means he took a third of the angels with him mm-hmm. and then two thirds of the angels were left behind too yeah so I mean there's again you, you can debate that all you like but I don't think that's important was it a third was it a fifth was yeah. it he took a company and they waged war against uh, the, you know, God's angels and they lost and they were thrown down to the earth. I have a question <coughs> on that, Sorry. considering there was a battle and everything. Yes. Is there a finite number 
of angels, be they demon or angel, is there like a finite specific number? This is all that's ever been created as far as we know. I'd say yes. There's a finite number. Now, my mathematics background kicks in here <laughs> because you can have a finite number, but it can be very, very large, yeah. which is what it is. So uh, Hebrews 12, again, says that we come to the company of innumerable angels. Mm. And then you have in Revelation, if it's five, it talks about how there were uh, 10,000 upon 10,000 of the host. So the idea is that you've got many many angels like you, you you can't count them yeah. you know if you're you know, mm-hmm. just humanly you know it goes beyond the quintillions and the quadrillions that we experienced you know yeah. in 2008 there's so many of them yeah almost as to be and mm-hmm. you know yeah and, and though as an infinite from our point of view but of course god knows each and every one of them yeah uh, and so they're finite in the sense that god has created a number remember the bible says and then he rested from all of his works of creation mm. So there has to be a finite number fixed that it doesn't create more uh, and they don't get destroyed. And when they were cast out of heaven, uh, I don't know if any specific text that refers to this, mm-hmm. what I'm about to ask, but they left with all their current powers intact. Okay. Uh, and that's, that's my question. Do they have the same <clears throat> now use for evil? Yes. But do they have the same angelic powers and strengths that they had when they left? I think it's impossible to tell just from the scriptures. Uh, what we, I think what we can see is that they do have power. Yeah. They have power that they still retain. Um, and they have the kind of power that would enable them to actually withstand uh, the angelic forces. So it's not like the angels are now more powerful and then the demons... Uh, have been weakened because of their rebellion and they lost some of their power. You find that Daniel, in his fasting uh, for three weeks, the angel Gabriel comes and says, I've been held 21 days with your answer by mm. the prince of Persia. So he's being held in that place. Mm. you know. And Gabriel is one of the one... Well, one of the only I mean, two angels. We only have two angels by name. Michael and Gabriel. Bible. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So that means... That that's that's serious power, you know. That they 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 have capacity, um, and uh, look, we end up would get you know get into speculation. But imagine if we just said, "Oh, look, twenty one days. Oh God, I'm tired. Oh, I'm just gonna eat my eighth day. I'm not gonna do this fast anymore." You know, mm. what could have happened with the with the message have come? Uh, mm. And is it possible that there are things that are happening, uh, you know, that we pray for and we don't see, and it's really because we got tired and then. You know, the angels don't have that backing, as it were. And we'll we'll probably talk about that a little bit more Mm -hmm. as as we go on. But I'll say, yeah, they do have power. We just don't know whether they have lost the power. We know that they corrupted the power that they had, definitely. Mm -hmm. There's that scripture that says that uh, the gifts and callings of God are are, are without repentance. I think that's um, Romans 11, 29, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, And so... God's call and gifting are without repentance. They are independent of whether you continue right or wrong. That's why some people are going to go and say, but we prophesied in your name and we did all these things and Jesus was saying, I never knew you. Mm. You got the gift and you get to keep it. But um, yeah, that doesn't mean that you're in good books. So it's very possible that they retained a great measure of their power. Um, And then if if you read Revelation, there's some things that... uh, uh, in in the in First Kings, uh, Elijah comes up and says, uh, "The one whose God is going to answer by fire." 
that's the one who's who's got who's the real god so these guys pray to Baal and you know that all idols if you read uh, Deuteronomy 32 verse 17 says that uh, you their worship was the worship of demons so whenever they worshiped idols it was demons so Baal was the demon god mm. and they were crying out and he couldn't answer by fire and then God answered by fire but read Revelation and you find that the beast right that uh, evil beast mm -hmm. read chapter 12 and 13 it gives power to the false prophet to enable the false prophet to call fire from heaven. Yeah. So he's going to make fire come from heaven and he's going to convince some people that he's got true power and that he's a true prophet. Mm -hmm. But that's something that those demons couldn't do in, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's quite interesting when you look at that to say, well, so do they upgrade their powers? What yeah. happens? Are you know what I mean? Up? <laughs> are they getting, you know, extra points over time? You know, yeah. Yeah. Do they, do they, are they allowed? And, and I think there's, uh, and how I'd, I, would, I would answer that is that I think God restricts them. So you have uh, Paul saying, and you cannot be tempted beyond what you can endure, which means that there's a sifting level. God sifts the temptation and says, mm, T-Mac, let's see. Okay, fine. You can go. She can handle that. You know, mm. you won't be allowed to be tempted beyond what you can endure. There's a restraining of the influence of Satan. There's things that he can do, but there are things that he's not allowed to do at a certain time and things that he's allowed to do. So, for example, that false prophet is going to be given the power to make the, an, an image breathe and come to life. So he'll have the power to cause an image that is dead, basically, to start breathing, which is the kind of thing right now you think, but this is that a God kind of thing, but he'll be allowed to do that. So I think there is power, but that power is restrained. Mm -hmm. I don't know that helps or makes sense or makes people's heads spin <laughs> it does it really <laughs> does sense. like the whole thing of why doesn't God just destroy them <laughs> I just don't understand <laughs> but anyway I guess some things yeah. I will only understand in the fullness of time yeah. Um, I just want to know okay so he said in only in King James Version as he referred to the devil referred to as Satan Lucifer the, sorry yeah Lucifer so yeah. Where did all these other names come from? Because he has so many bills above and okay. blah, blah, blah. So some of those are Jewish names. So if you look at it, when Jesus uh, cast out a different mute spirit, and people are saying, wow, look at that. And then the Pharisees said he's only doing that uh, through the power of Beelzebul mm -hmm. or Beelzebub, which literally means Lord of the Flies. Mm. So <laughs> it's not a very nice name. Yeah. It's a pretty harsh yeah. name. So, uh, that's Prince of Darkness. And then other names like... Uh, Serpent mm -hmm. is there in the Bible, the yeah. serpent. Uh, he's a, he's also seen as a dragon. So he starts off as a serpent, then you see him as a dragon as well in Revelation. Yeah. <laughs> so snake to dragon. Yeah. It's like some Dragon Ball Z stuff right now. <laughs> Why you got to bring Dragon Ball Z Sup into Super this? Super Saiyan on the snake. <laughs> really? I'm not going to speculate on that one. <laughs> yeah. but, okay. uh, but many of the names you'll find them. I mean, Satan is used quite, you know, and it means, you know, slanderer actually means accuser. Mm -hmm. That's what Satan means. Um, what about Prince of the Air? Prince of the Air, that's in uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Where it says that the he's the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Oh, yeah. okay. The prince so of the, the power of the air. air. Prince of the power of the air. So that's, that's Ephesians 2, 2, right? But then you get to Ephesians 6, 12. 
it talks about for we are not wrestling against flesh and blood but we are fighting against the powers and the principalities you know the forces of weakness and then it talks about darkness in heavenly places mm -hmm. so there are demons that are on earth but they're demons that are operating in a heavenly place okay. which means that they are in the heavens somewhere they're not in the highest heaven I wouldn't imagine because remember they're cast out mm. but they found a home somewhere they've got territory in the heavens mm -hmm. that's what you can understand from that um, and help me with my train of thought here what was I talking about okay so the mm. prince of the power of the air exactly yeah. so that that's the power of the air as, as you'd imagine powers that are operating in the heavenly realm which is basically if you read that uh, verse and if you take some other people's interpretation of that scripture it is building those four uh, categories is building up into ranks in the demonic mm -hmm. with the highest rank being the powers in the heavenly places mm -hmm. so if it's the prince of the power of the air he's a prince of the of the most powerful level of the demons so basically okay. he is top dog among the demons yeah yeah he's the boss of the demons okay. basically yeah and is there any like basis of this image that we have of him because i know like when we did the podcast about media we spoke about how this this image of jesus has been pushed on us when really he probably looked nothing like that yeah and really what he looked like is so irrelevant yeah but then there's this other image that we have of satan a dude with horns and you know, with a spiky tail and yeah. <laughs> red, usually, yes. <laughs> like in what's that cartoon? Um, like in what I'm not, I'm weasel, cow and chicken, yes, like cow and chicken, <laughs> right? And the but red yeah, guy, like, where did that image or power of girls, okay. yeah, so, everywhere, yeah. yeah. So, um, if you look at uh, Revelation 12 again, it talks about the dragon, mm -hmm. right? So, the dragon has got 10 horns, seven heads very grotesque thing yeah. you know and a woman riding on it and stuff like that it's got this tail that sweeps stars out of the sky mm. and so you have more like a caricature which makes and this is where I think it's part of the demonic strategy to make Satan look so appealing is that he's got little horns and he's mm -hmm. got a little tail he's that and he's actually uh, and then he's got a pitchfork and he's on the crest of a particular soccer team in England yes. yeah yes. I mean I have always <laughs> wondered about that the red devil yeah hey I, I think it's just a coincidence yeah isn't it oh sorry gosh. all you oh man you supporters yeah. don't come for us we're just stating the facts hey yeah if it doesn't look like it then you're free to complain <laughs> So it's. I think it's a way just to kind of take that whole, you know, the scariness, talk about, yeah, the scariness of it. I mean, yeah. how people talk about, you know, what the hell are you doing? You know, mm. and it's just this phrase that's in there. You know, the devil is in the detail, mm. and just make him seem so mundane and just, you know, like part of folklore or even cuddly. You can buy your child this, <laughs> this, you know, teddy bear that's got a pitchfork, you know, and just to, to take away that. The, the the reality the truth of what he is like that he is a deceiver you know yeah. that that you know archangel michael couldn't rebuke him mm. you know when they were disputing about the body of moses he had to say the lord rebuke you because they are made of the same if i could say made of the same material Stuff, if yeah. you want yeah so in terms of being able to rebuke him and say you can't do that he has to say hey higher power talk to him that's the sorry kind of, just on yeah. the side I was just trying to remember this one more I was thinking well, this one more phrase which everyone uses that's really? just innocuous then I was like wait I remember it when someone rocks up and you're like oh speak of the devil exactly. what kind of statement is that exactly. I've never yeah. understood why we want to say that yeah. Yeah. I mean the person who just pitched up and now you're calling I, I've said horrible. saying speak of the angel no lie uh, but <laughs> I just I don't, yeah I just didn't like I never liked that statement like but that. anyway yeah so, yeah, that's, I think, something that we need to be wary of, you know, cartoons, 
what the things that our children watch these things are just put in there and it makes it look like it's just you know harmless fun yeah yeah. Very scary, especially the pop up girl one. I really didn't like him. Ever. And I really like that show. It's just that that guy, yeah, it, it was that as well. And they would call him him. Him. Exactly, His with name a was capital H. Him. I really and didn't like it. It was so weird. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's weird. still very much in most media. And mm. it's, it's, I mean, you should watch anime. It's really bad when it comes to that. They really just make, I guess it's because it's not a Christian nation, Japan, that yeah. is that they look at Christianity as a curiosity rather than anything to be serious about. So they mm. kind of make the devil look like, oh, you can just borrow his powers and defeat these bad guys with it. Yeah. Yeah. Or I guess we're still with shows now like Lucifer and yeah. and a bunch of other ones that kind of make a joke of it all. Yeah. All right, so we spoke about how, I asked about the, the powers of mm-hmm. these, these guys. Maybe it's because I'm a video game player I like to know people's power sets mm-hmm. um, so and you mentioned that they corrupted the powers that they had yeah. so amongst those corrupted powers uh, since we mentioned exorcist and all that earlier on is demon possession a real thing or are people just faking it mm-hmm. are demons really like living inside people and making them do stuff okay yeah that's a very interesting uh, phrase demon possession I've, I've personally come to uh, accept the teaching of certain uh, scholars who say demon possession is not a very good phrase because um, firstly it's not really uh, faithful to the text of scripture mm-hmm. uh, what you find in scripture most of the time when it talks about possession is actually more like oppression so yeah. they were demonized yeah. you know the person was demonized then I mean you have extreme cases with like the guy in Legion. yeah Legion, where yeah the guy you could say that's a, a very extreme case where you could use the word possession, uh, but I think it, it makes sense for us to be more faithful to scripture and talk about people being demonized, because demon possession then uh, brings about that uh, sense of person's will, so you know a person is not. In charge of their free will, you know what I mean? So it's the demon that's in charge, Mm -hmm. which is not the case most of the time. Most of the time, people are very much in charge of their faculties, and that's why God can judge us at the end of the day, right? Is that you Mm -hmm. had your free will, and you used your, you made a choice. You chose a certain direction, but you could have chosen a different one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I like that, that, because I've never thought of it like that. Yeah, so demon possession really takes away that sense of someone being yeah, yeah that sense of responsibility but there are extreme cases where like that guy you know as we were saying um where i don't know if we could say then that it means that his will is being overridden because even in the most extreme cases uh experience says you find that sometimes people have moments of clarity mm-hmm. uh it's not like they're always going insane all the time yeah they have these moments of lucidity where they can just yeah okay, this is a moment where I know what I'm doing and what's happening and then this thing takes over as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, so... Okay. I wouldn't use possession. So what is ex- it... Except in the most extreme cases. Um, when we, we we say someone has a spirit of something, uh-huh. uh, the most common one is the Jezebel spirit or something. Yeah. So if if we're saying that they don't necessarily possess or override your will what is it when people are saying someone has this negative spirit is that a demon or is that a whole different thing mm, that's christianese is what yeah. it is <laughs> yeah, i'd say it's 
So are we talking about believers or non-believers? Or Let's stick with believers for believers now because I feel now. like they okay. got some of the biggest problems. Okay, so, oh. you know, here's <laughs> something I say from time to time uh, and someone once said to me, that's an interesting turn of phrase and I, I don't know if, if people will agree with this, but I don't believe that demons can possess Christians, but Christians can possess demons. In other words, a Christian can, as part of their many things, like their property, they can have a demon because... You can make a choice to allow a demon to have influence in your life. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we have the power over demons. We have the power over spirits. So if you read Ephesians chapter 4, uh, Paul says, uh, do not allow your, you know, the sun to go down on your anger, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do not give the devil a, a foothold. Yeah. So what he's basically saying is that if you allow your anger to just burn and burn, it's not like, oh, I'm angry overnight and then the devil comes. It's just talking about don't allow your anger to be prolonged. Because if you prolonged, you know, bouts or fits or periods of anger opens up the door for Satan to influence you and, and, and to take over, in a sense. Mm-hmm. But you still, you know, so the things that you end up doing that you're still responsible for, but there's an extremity to it that you look at it, sorry, and you think that would not be possible if it wasn't a demon. I mean, just you know, getting angry about something that is so small and, you know, blowing your top and throwing things all over the place and you mm. think, what on earth has caused this? Mm. And this is an over-the-top reaction. So, yeah, I would say Christians have the responsibility and the power to say no to influence and then they can have demons which they say, okay, I'm, I will cohabit with you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's how I see that. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, the non-Christians are just uh, none the wiser. They're just being caught unaware. Okay, so with non-Christians, there, there's, uh, there is the primary umbrella level of being demon oppressed, uh, and that's uh, seen in Second Corinthians chapter four, verse four. We says the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the glory of 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 God in the gospel about Christ. Mm-hmm. So it's a God. Of, there's, there's a demonic work to keep unbelievers from seeing the glory of God when the gospel is preached to keep them believing whatever they believe, atheism or Hinduism or Buddhism. But it's it's a work of the devil to keep them from seeing. Mm-hmm. So that's, I would say, level, primary level. And then that scripture that I shared with you uh, from Ephesians 2 verse 2 that says, um, the spirit, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the sons of disobedience are those that are not born again. So he's operating, he has a foothold, he has access all the time. Yeah. Uh, it will manifest in different ways. It always have people barking or being crazy. But as long as someone's not born again, Satan has something to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, what then? Ha- what is happening in these deliverance sessions where someone, there's another Christianese term, manifests yes. and... Something is expelled from their being. Like what okay. is happening? All right. So I'm sure you'd have heard this um, this phrase: uh, a person is a spirit who has a soul mm-hmm. lives in the and body. lives in the body. Yeah. So uh, we need to understand that in terms of redemption, there's a three tier kind of idea. Our spirit is saved, you know, completely saved, born again. Uh, And then our soul is getting redeemed. Mm -hmm. So that's trying to be transformed to the renewing Mm -hmm. of your mind. So you are progressively being changed at a soul level. Uh, 
and then your body is going to be saved. Mm. So we talk about the redemption of the body when we're going to have bodies like the ones that Jesus has when we see him mm. at the resurrection we our bodies will be redeemed we will have bodies like his no sickness no death no disease no deformities so when you now look at that aspect of that part of us that's still being redeemed demons uh, and yeah sorry uh, this you might have a bit of issues with here <laughs> but they would most likely lodge in the soul of a person yeah because that's the area where there's room for manipulation. Mm-hmm. In the spirit of a person, you have, the Bible says that those they, they that belong to Christ Jesus are one spirit with him. Mm-hmm. So that's First uh, Corinthians 6.17. We are one spirit with him. So your spirit is joined to the spirit of Christ to the extent that, and I'm going to say this, and I know, again, it sounds heretical, but it's true. Almost that like you can't tell them apart. There's that oneness which... You see in marriage, says the two shall become one flesh. In, yeah. It's actually manifested spiritually in the relationship of a Christian and Christ. We become one spirit with him. So that's First Corinthians 6 verse 17. That's, a, that's what it says. I'm not, I'm not paraphrasing. It's mm-hmm. exactly what it says. So we're one spirit with him. So at the spirit level, the demons don't have access. But in the area of our soul, that's an area where the kingdom of God and the influence of the word of God is still being brought so you talk about I surrender all right mm-hmm. that's the area of your will your mind and your emotions mm-hmm. you can still make choices that are contrary to what you know God desires in you yeah so Paul will say in Philippians 2 verse 13 uh, work out your salvation with fear and trembling mm-hmm. for it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his Love good purposes first. yeah you know so you say okay so why are you telling me to work it out if God is working, working on the inside in, yeah why because you still have a will that can say even though God is working on the inside you can say hey, nah, uh, how many times have we you know God said don't do this or you feel you feel it very strong in your in, in you know in your spirit or in your heart don't go this direction and then you choose to do so anyway mm-hmm. you know because we still have a will and we have emotions remember we spoke about you know don't let your anger you know last yeah. until don't give the devil a foothold mm-hmm. so you already see that through your emotions you can give the devil a foothold and where are your emotions in the realm of your soul mm-hmm. and then you talk about your mind as well so set your mind on the spirit for the mind that's set on the flesh is death but the mind that is set on the spirit is life and peace so you see that in every aspect of the soul there's an issue of choice you yeah. can choose and there's an issue of progressive transformation so the enemy can have opportunities to operate through the will through the mind through the emotions mm-hmm. and that is where enemies would take up residence so when someone is manifesting if a demon is on them the manifestation will look like it's being pulled out and you know the language is come out so it's not yeah. like people say come off you know which yeah. is maybe technically more you know more accurate because the demon if it's a christian is more likely on the person than in them really but i'm just mm. getting very technical here yeah. right? no, um so people say come out come out mm. and it's like this demon is coming out yeah of this you person. watch the videos people yeah. like yeah. slither mm. like snakes it's slithering stuff. like snakes and stuff like that yeah um so it all lends to that imagery of this demon that's residing deep in you and just living and doing whatever it wants. Who was that? And you're residing a resident evil inside of you. The movies don't help. Yeah. You know, but I mean, that's when, when, when it's just basically uh, the, 
the influence of an evil spirit being taken off you and that evil any evil spirit will do all sorts of things remember it's about intimidation it's also about you know being showy you know because demons pride is a big thing mm. so they want to show off or they want to make a big show terrify everybody you know what i mean and yeah. also to destroy the body that they are in mm. if you see that story about the guy uh, you know legion would have would be in the tombs and cutting himself you know so you find and then the guy who was throwing himself into the fire Mm. the father said it throws him into water and throws him into fire Mm. because you know the devil hates hates this body hates us he hates Christians he hates the creation of God so he will do anything to deface it and to destroy it he is there to kill to steal and to destroy Mm -hmm. so that's why you see some of the manifestations there a lot of thrashing around and you know um, that's part of the reason I have another question on the 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 uh, manifestations. Mm-hmm. Um, is it necessary to have someone do it for you? I, I'm guessing you could realize I've got a demon, uh-huh. <laughs> kind of uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> like yeah. my pet monster. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've got this demon, yeah. and it's residing on me rather can you just do you need to go to uh, some pastor to have him sprinkle oil on you can you just get rid of it yourself can you just yeah you can get rid of it yourself yeah but um, I'm gonna put a but in there Um, I don't want us to think that it's bad for people to go and get help when they need it Mm -hmm. the people who are gifted in that area and usually the gift that they have is the discernment of spirits yes yeah. uh, so they'll be able and that comes along with the deliverance ministry so they'll be able mm. to discern what spirit it is and then they'll be able to cast it out yeah that's an important ministry yeah, it's, it's just like prophecy or tongues with interpretation yeah um, so I wouldn't want people to think that if they went for that kind of thing they are weak spiritually because sometimes there's some teaching I've heard where come on cast it out yourself you know and if you can't then you're not you're, you're immature you're weak and stuff no, the body has been given different gifts to build it up. So um, I would say there's nothing wrong with seeking out ministry if you find that you've got a problem. But if you do have the problem and you can uh, locate it, you can tell it pretty much where, where to go because you got the authority. Jesus gave us the authority as Christians, mm-hmm. you know, to cast out devils. Um, and I, I remember I had a... I, I, I had an issue around m- my life where I, then the Lord showed me what it was. And I was able just to deal with it personally. No one there. I just spoke to, to, to the spirit and he left. It never was a problem. So that's very possible. So how does one determine whether an issue is an issue? Because I think some issues are just that. Uh-huh. They're issues. Uh-huh. They're not uh, a straight demon. Because someone can just not like you and say, you got a demon in you. Yeah. And then they decide that they want to you know, cast it out. Yeah. But you've just got a a problem or yeah. a habit or something that you've allowed to maybe go too far yeah. or something. Yeah. How does a, a person determine whether something is spiritually based or is literally behavioral. still behavioral or yeah. still on your level? Okay. So this is why I spoke about that gift of the discernment of spirits. Mm. Um, it's it's a supernatural endowment to help people to see to make a diff- the distinction so you see that you know i think i spoke about that some time back if i if i remember well from the ministry of jesus or the life of jesus with peter you know, peter on one hand says hey you're the, you're the christ he says flesh and blood has not revealed that to you but yeah. it's my father in heaven so there's a flesh and blood re- you know revelation as it were mm-hmm. this is from the human spirit right? sorry this is a human spirit issue and then there's from my father which is from the holy spirit 
And then a few minutes later, you're reading, uh, he's rebuking Jesus to say, hey, you're not going to be crucified. And Jesus says, get thee behind me, Satan. Mm. You see? So that's yeah. a discernment of spirits. This is the same person. All three, the human spirit, the spirit of God, or he just said, my father has revealed that to you, and the demonic. And someone will be able to say, I've seen some guys who look for attention sometimes at, at the delivery sessions and start behaving like they're really, and then the person who's delivering say, hey, stop that. You, there's no demon there, you're just being silly. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and the person will stop and sit down. Uh-uh. You know, so I mean, you you come across all these very interesting things when you're out on the field, I guess. Yeah. Um. And so is that is that ability to see? So that like, and, and that it works in different ways. Sometimes it's just a sense of someone who have oh, just something weird about you, or mm. sometimes a demon will give off a horrible smell. You just have a smell about you that's just terrible. It's not bad body odor. It's just it's a demonic presence. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they will see the presence of that demon. They see the demons hanging around with their names labeled on it. Very interesting way, way that the gift works, but it is a gift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that where the whole like, what is your name? What is your name? That, yeah, is that okay. where it comes from? Look, that whole what is your name? This is now methodology, which again, I'm not a fan of. Jesus does ask um, Legion, mm-hmm. but it's the only time that he asks. Yeah. yeah. So if you look at his ministry, all the other occasions, if you just want to look at proportion wise, it's not something that he was into. He actually, the Bible says he actually, shut up, yeah, yeah, be quiet and then cast them out. So um, some of that is really, I would say part of it is to do with maybe methodology one. Secondly, I'll say also an issue of teaching. Is it right teaching, wrong teaching? Thirdly, I think some of it is a matter of, it's a maturity issue where these days people just really love the camera. You know, they want to have something to, to upload onto YouTube. And they're standing there, like, come out, oh, hey, who are you? What have you done to this person? Tell us, you know, and mm-hmm. then it's all very dramatic, you know, and then you put it out there and then it's a marketing ploy as well. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying that that's why they're doing it, but the effect is people think, ah, oh, this person is a person of power. And this demon did this and did that. And there's not so much value because remember, uh, Jesus said that he's the father of lies. So how much truth are you getting out of that? Yeah, I've never understood it because I'm like, this person's suffering. Why do I want to know the name or who this creature is that you just get rid of it? Yeah, because sometimes knowing the name is important for the actual deliverance. Mm-hmm. If you don't know the name of the demon, it becomes easy for the demon to kind of hide. But we're getting into a bit more mm-hmm. <laughs> technical stuff with stuff, regard yeah. to deliverance. Do, does Is demonology a proper thing? Demonology is just, I mean... Demonology is a study, right? Yeah. It just means study. So demonology is a study of demons. Okay. Which is So yes. we should do that or shouldn't do that? I think you will end up doing that by default if you read the Bible. Yeah. You will have to study demons or you will come across demons as you read the Bible because they are in the Bible and they are talked about, they exist, they are dealt with. And so you will, by default, just simply reading the Bible be doing okay. some um, okay you go can, I want to hop skip so um, I'm, I'm sorry I don't know the exact place in scripture but uh-huh. there's a time isn't there a time when there's a woman and Jesus identifies her as being oppressed in a manner of speaking yes Luke, Luke the 30. one who's like bent over and she, yes Luke you know 13 yeah. yes Luke 13 yes so would that have been a demon yes so Demons, so you have several uh, instances. If you have, I mean, if you look at Matthew 12, we spoke about this one where Jesus cast out a deaf and mute spirit, mm-hmm. which means that it was a spirit that made the person deaf and mute. 
Um, and the one that you've just uh, described is a woman who was uh, under the influence of a spirit that made her like bend. Over, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, uh, over for 18 years yeah. she had been. So it says, uh, you know, Jesus says, should if you guys can, you know, uh, release your donkey on the Sabbath to go and have some water, you know, this person has been bound by Satan for 18 years. Mm. Why can they not be released? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, demons do cause sickness. They, they they do but not all sickness is from demons so that's another discernment issue yeah where you can tell no this is demonic you have to cast out the devil and then the person will be fine mm -hmm. you no know, but this is an actually a physical issue that requires like a healing or a miracle mm. so healings where you're dealing with with spirits you get rid of the spirit basically the person is fine and that's what you see in the ministry of jesus mm -hmm. out goes the deaf and mute spirit the person can speak the person can hear mm -hmm. out goes the spirit that caused her to remain bent she can straighten up mm -hmm. um, but now there are other instances where it wasn't a spirit so again there was a spirit of infirmity with um, peter's mother-in-law yes and jesus rebuked it and, and just held her hand and then it went so yeah. just different operations um, so there, and then there were other, uh, you know, cases where people were were sick, where it wasn't, a, you know, it wasn't a demon, it was just a physical issue. That's healing operating there. Mm -hmm. But where someone is sick because of a demon, that's more deliverance. Does that make sense? Yeah, I just hate that they have so much power. Like, how does it torment someone for eighteen years? Yeah, like, yeah, that's crazy. It's a tragedy, and and I think that's why the, you know. That's why we have what is called good news. It's mm -hmm. good news because you're coming to people like that. If you, if you look at uh, Isaiah 61, it says, uh, "The spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach good news to the poor." But it just doesn't say, you know, preaching good news to the poor. And then it talks about, you know, setting captives free. free and, mm -hmm. you know, opening the eyes of the blind, opening the door of the prison and all that kind of thing. That's the good news. You've been there 18 years, but hey, thanks be to God. The gospel is coming. We have authority and you are free. Mm -hmm. uh, you can do things that you're not able to do before. Your eyes are opened. You were bigger because of that. Now your eyes are opened. You can see and you can get into opportunities that you couldn't before. That's why it's good news. Mm -hmm. And that's why we've been entrusted with it and we should be excited about preaching it and not really feel like, oh, but they have so much power. We have so much more power, yeah. mm -hmm. you know. Um, and we just need to become aware of it and, you know, and really operate in it. Um, uh, I've, I've always liked cartoons mm -hmm. growing up. Big into cartoons. I can, like, sing off theme songs and all that sort of stuff. There was uh, one I particularly liked uh, they even made a movie of it, live action. Ghostbusters. No. What? Casper the Friendly Ghost. Oh. Yes. From what you're saying, he's not so friendly. No, I, I think ghosts. Uh, a ghost, I would say, is really just a. From my understanding, it's a spirit that um, manifests itself to the physical. So you, you can see the. It's a, and I'll say it's a demonic spirit. It just shows itself. Mm -hmm. So that becomes a ghost. So what happens now, considering our traditional culture, which mm -hmm. is very much for your great-great-grandfather or aunt or Mbuya something or other, mm -hmm. literally coming and giving you insights yeah. for today? Okay. So if you read Ecclesiastes, I'm not mistaken. If I'm, not, I, I kind of flip these around. Is it five nine or nine five? Whoever is listening, perhaps can go to both and have a look. 
but between the two of them, nine five or Ecclesiastes five nine, it talks about how when the dead is gone, their thoughts, their anger, everything goes with them. They have no more participation in the things that are happening under the sun. Mm-hmm. So once a person is dead, they can have no more influence. Um, even if you look at the story of Lazarus and the rich man, the rich man is saying, can you send Lazarus to my brothers? You know, uh, can you rise from the dead and go and tell them that this is a place like this? Mm. But Abraham says uh, they have the law and the prophets. Let them listen to those. So if someone then comes and says a dead so-and-so is now coming to give advice and so on, that's a, that's not the person. It's a demon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a deception. But it's just a demon. That's what it is. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to ask any further beyond. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's a deception. I think it's sneaky. Um, it's messed up. And okay, yeah, this can also be one of uh, one of my last questions. So, if ghosts are just spirits, and really, we're told in my citing of scriptures not as great as yours. <laughs> But we're told like divination and all those things, communicating yes. with the dead. Yes. It's a no no. Tarot card readers. Yeah, yeah. like what about them people like mediums and things? Yeah. That's also a no no. So, so, so who are they talking? Are they also sorry to interject, are they also being fooled? Because maybe they do think they're talking to cousin Taku. No, yeah, I'm sure they do think that. Yeah. But I, they're not. Yeah. yeah. So who's are they in the wrong there? Who's they are? They, they, they think they've got a power. They've got. If you they read do have a Acts, power, yeah, yeah, yeah. Acts yeah. sixteen, there was that girl who was uh, telling fortunes, and there was a spirit in her, and uh, depending on the translation you read, it's actually a python spirit. It says in one of the translations that she had a spirit of python, mm-hmm. um, and it enabled her to tell fortunes. So she would be a fortune teller, more like a tarot card. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and then when Paul came to town, the spirit would say, these men are telling you the way to get to, to salvation and so on. And then mm-hmm. when Paul cast out the spirit, that was the end of you know her abilities. Mm. And the owners got Paul and Silas into trouble, basically. Yeah. That's how they got into jail. Yeah. So it's 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 actually a demon that's that's operating, and we need to understand. Just like angels are with us, demons are also around us. They observe us. They listen in on our phone calls. They were there when you were born. I mean, listen. Some of the devils that are being cast out today were the ones that Peter was casting out. You know, they're not giving birth and growing. Wow! Actually, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> you see, the so same oaks. yeah, the same oaks just going around the world. <laughs> Uh, it's been it's, I, hot, I, I, it's I, hot in the Middle I, East, you know. I, it's tight. Let me go to Zimbabwe. Maybe I'll just find a place to chill. And then there's this guy who comes you out, you know. So the demons that Paul and Peter and John were casting out, these are the same devils that we are dealing with today. Uh, and they've got a, a load of information, a load of history. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know your family tree. They know your go go, whatever. They know what she liked. They know. And so you know when you when when someone is channeling an, an, an evil spirit, and there's a DSTV program where it's called Hollywood Medium. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy who's telling these celebrities about their, you know, a message from your auntie, <laughs> and then they'll be, and then start crying yeah. because it says something familiar, and yeah. that's where you get the word familiar spirits because yeah. they're familiar. Mm-hmm with you and so he can channel that information very easily because the demons are always observing you so pretty much the you know all that information they have it it's just going into the library and just reading a few books as it were and mm. then 
you know, uh, and then everyone's impressed and oh wow wow, and then they reel you in. Mm-hmm. But one thing we need to remember: the Bible is very clear about prophecy. In Revelation nineteen verse ten, it says that uh, uh, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Mm-hmm. So to know if this is a genuine prophet that you're dealing with, uh, where where is the testimony of Jesus? Mm-hmm. Who is Jesus in all of this? Mm-hmm. Are you leading me to Christ? Is Christ the solution giver? Is Christ the savior? Is he the one who's going to change everything? Is he mm. the one getting the glory? Mm. The spirit of true prophecy is a testimony of Jesus. Okay. Yeah, because I was about to ask you about clairvoyance, but then that also answers the question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I learned quite a few new things today. Mm-hmm. Quite a few. Yeah. I really liked what you said about um, demons don't possess Christians. Christians possess demons. That's my take home. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go home thinking about that. No, don't take it home. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to go there. Sorry, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it's it's something we shouldn't ignore. I think we try and work out our salvation and fear and trembling, like you're saying, but. We don't really like having to deal with, oh, there's this spooky yeah. realm where stuff is happening and I'm not aware. And yeah. for the most part, most of us just want to coast along and not have to deal with that. But yeah. it's real. And can can I just say by way of, I think by way of ending, mm. one thing that I, that's been on my heart from a personal point of view uh, and just also just um, from observing Christianity and in circles, people are more in tune with the demonic world than they are with the angelic. So you ask people, how many people have had, you know, uh, instances where they know that there was a demon or a prince in the room that's uh, evil. You can have quite a very high percentage of the room put their hands up. How Mm. many, you know, can say the same about angels? And I think uh, we need help from those that teach the word of God, those who are uh, pastors and teachers to help us to become more uh, angel aware or angel uh, you know, conscious yeah. than we are demon conscious because the more conscious we are of the dark world and the fear that comes with it because hey, the, it, can, it, it, is. It's, it is spooky. So much yeah. fear. Yeah. But if, if I can, you know, just borrow the words of Elisha where he says, you know, to the Lord, open the eyes of you know, of this guy, of, of his servant. And he saw the chariots of fire are all mm. about Elisha. And, mm. and then he saw the multitude you know, of those that were for them was far greater than those that were against them. Amen. I think we need to ask God to do that for us to change our consciousness to say, hey, hang on, if it's, maybe if we could take it, if it's, if it's true that it's only a third of the angels that rebelled, mm. there's a greater percentage that are on our side. Mm-hmm. And, yes. uh, you know, we need to be more conscious of that and hopefully the Lord will help us along that way that we, greater are the ones that are with us than those that are against us. Mm. Yeah, that was a really loaded episode and um, we hope you guys benefited from listening to all of that. If you have any questions, we really urge you to email them to us. Our email address is radiant at thehub.co.zw and then you can also Facebook us on Radiant Culture on Facebook or our website is www.radiant-culture.com <laughs> and yes, thanks for listening. For spending, I don't know how long, listening to our lovely voices. <laughs> but we really hope you benefited from it. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and we will be back next week with some more interesting and engaging conversation. My name is T-Mac. And I'm the Biscuit. And thank you to Kowaza. <laughs> Peace. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut.
Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.